Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast. We are a collective of simple churches bringing hope to our cities. Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast, where we discuss multiplying disciples. I'm Joe Camerlingi alongside Brent Hoven, and we're just a couple of disciples of Jesus that want to see multiplication of disciples in our regions and help others do the same exactly where they're at. Welcome to week four. We've been focusing on what we call the seven sales or seven spiritual disciplines in which we talk about the foundations of who we are as disciples of Jesus. Last week, we talked about multiplying extraordinary prayer. If you missed that one, go check it out. Brent, I'm just going to say off the bat, I did my I will statement from last week. Nice. Of praying through the Sent to Share app, the Morovian Prayer app. We talked about that, the connection there. So with my kids, we've done it a couple of times where I hit start. It gives us a country and we've prayed over it. We've done it during the day and we've done it. We did it last night again. So I'm excited about that. I love it. I love it. I've gotten to do that with our family and we did it with our group. So it's just fun to have a tool out there. And obviously it's going to pick places for us to pray that I uh, know nothing about. And it's increasing my awareness of the kingdom of God across the world. Yeah, it's amazing. It, my kids want to pick, though. That's their only disappointment. And I said, no, we, we get what, what they give us. All right, this week, uh, we are going to be doing a third sale. Again, these aren't in order. It's not a step-by-step process. These are all things we want to be just doing on a daily basis, a regular basis as followers of Jesus. So this week, we're going to talk about uh, focusing on God's Word. And there is some difference to this. A, a lot of people probably think, well, I do this, right? I have my morning devotional, or I have a Bible sequence I'm going through, either through you know, a group or, a, um, or at the church itself, whatever it might be. But focus on God's Word is a little bit different and it's a little deeper, and it's there's a term we call discovery Bible studies. And Brent, uh, just tell us a little bit about what this sale um, kind of entails and what a discovery Bible study is. Yeah, so simply defined, focusing on God's Word involves a regular pattern of reading, obeying, and sharing the Word of God. And uh, I kind of liken it to this. I just read this in a Curtis Sargent book recently. You know, if you only breathe in and you never breathe out, you are going to die in about 10 minutes. So a lot of us read the Word of God, but if we don't obey it and share, we're not breathing out and we're not giving out. And it has the same impact on our spiritual life as it would if we were not you know, exhaling and giving back away what we've taken in. So I think that's a great illustration. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27 says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. So it's not just listening. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey, it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. That's a pretty brutal passage of scripture. (laughs) I think it makes you think a lot. Yeah, yeah. As often what Jesus is and it could say and say in in such few words and say such powerfully that, you know, this idea of being a fool, no one wants to be a fool and build their house on sand and have it come 
crashing to the ground. But what are the keywords that, that are out there? It's a, okay, we start with listen and then, mm-hmm. right, here's my teaching, but it doesn't end there. There, there, there's follow-ups to both of those that yeah. are really hard, obedience and following the actual directions. Right. And he uses those words more than once. I just think like when I read this passage of scripture, like in the current culture that we live in, some people would try to cancel Jesus <laughs> because, you know, but the reality is, is he's doing this and showing us the way because he loves us. And this is the ultimate kind of love is to make a way for us to experience every good thing that the Father has in store for those who believe. So I think this is important. So Joe, what what has this been like for your family and for your kids? Were you always perfect at um, the obeying and sharing the Word of God part? Of course, right from the beginning. One hundred. I love you. Love how I say that every week, right? Yeah, and uh, like we said last week, next week is on repentance. <laughs> I just keep pushing that one, that, that one back with my statements. So the first thing is we do it together as a family on a regular basis now. Uh, especially, we'll we'll do a special time each week where we do a Bible build where they can do Lego version of it. That's kind of replaced. Um, our Sunday school, that's that's kind of it, is a discovery Bible format. But throughout the week, we like to do it every time we do scripture, because if we're going to do a Bible story before bed, it, we don't want it to just be a story, right? Because of the second part of that, again, not just hearing, we want to be able to apply it. And there's a lot to that of uh, in discipling your kids that you, you just, okay, we hope that they go and hear something good. And then we can kind of ask them about it. But this has allowed us to ask them questions about what they're hearing and not just about, hey, can you answer this, uh, you know, do this little quiz about what you just heard. But like, what does this look like practically? And from a young age, trying to do that and then trying to let them self-discover in that as well as what a Discovery Bible study does. But it took a little bit for us to be able to do it as a, as a couple and as, a, as just myself. Because I went from like, what is this? Uh, when you first kind of took us through the sales together as, as, a, as a church, it was kind of like, well, what's going on here? What are these questions? How does this all work? And then you would try it and uh, there'd be a group of people and they'd be like, yeah, this isn't for me. And so it takes a while to understand and approach scripture in this way. And so it's gone from trepidation to enjoyment because you're like, now I want to see, even in a, in a simple time in the morning, I kind of want to do this just with myself, if you will, of like, okay, what is the scripture talking about God? What is it? How am I going to apply this in my life? And I don't know about you, but there, you just become to think that way, but it doesn't start out that because it feels very foreign at first. Right. Yeah, I, I just think this was not something that I uh, implemented in my life very well. I I didn't do that on purpose. I just didn't emphasize the sharing very much, the Word of God. And, and, and I guess my justification was, well, I was always sharing it from the platform or from a social media account. But there's something radically different when you share out of obedience directly to a lost person. And I think as we've talked a few times during this podcast, you're taking personal responsibility for the Great Commission and recognizing that's for every follower of Jesus and not just for somebody who is in a certain type of role or position. So I think that's one piece of it for me. The other piece for me is, you know, when we do Discovery Bible Study, it took quite a while for us to warm up 
to the idea that I was going to be held accountable for who I shared it with and how I obeyed it in my own life in the form of an I will statement. So because we read this passage of scripture today, what will I do in response to that? I will dot, 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 fill in the blank. And then to come back the next week and have somebody actually have written that down and be like, did you do what you said you were going to do? Like, we're not very comfortable with accountability in this world today. And some people might think, well, that's legalism. No, legalism is when one person, a talking head, tells you what scripture says, and they tell you what to do, and they try to hold you accountable to it. When you are discovering it for yourself, and you're saying, this is what God's telling me, this is what I'm learning, this is what I'm discovering, and because I read this passage of scripture, I feel like God's telling me to do this. That's not legalism. That's when you come back and somebody asks you about your response to God and your obedience to God, that's one of the most loving things that we can do together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. And quickly, I think we should kind of go through some of the questions and the approach of what a discovery Bible study is. So you start off, if, if it's brand new, then you just kind of go into the scripture. But what are those three? It's look back, look mm-hmm. up, look up, and, and look ahead. Look ahead. Yeah. So in, simply put, it's like saying, hey, we're going to look back this last week. Um, you know, did you apply what you said you were going to apply from the previous week? How did it go? Did you try to share it with somebody? And we don't beat one another up if somebody's like, actually, I didn't share it. I intended to share. I didn't share it. But we do ask the question, hey, why? Like sometimes we need to learn together as brothers and sisters in Christ just how to do something simple, create some margin in our life. Some of us just don't have any time. And our intentions are great, but Jesus wasn't a huge fan of leaving it at intentions. He wanted us to figure out how to obey it. So that's the look back part. The look up part is saying just, hey, man, what are you thankful for right now? And it's a way to actually invite everybody to worship together by showing gratitude to God for what you're thankful for. And then looking forward, saying, hey, now we're looking at a new passage today. Uh, What is this going to look like coming into the, the next week looking forward? And I think it's a simple way for us to answer those three questions, you know, together and to actually bring everybody into the journey of discovery. And I think some of the key things are some of the reservations I had of like, you've been in a group and someone just takes over or someone does the like, I'm going to reference seven different scriptures off this one scripture and goes into that and just hijacks the group. And the idea behind this is, no, we're sticking to this first and this journey we're on, okay? If it's our first week, then we're focusing on this one. If it's our second week, well, then we go back. And if we didn't obey, then let's stick with it. Let's let's not try to reference a bunch of things. Okay, we did. And looking at it and going, what does this teach us about God? What does this teach us about people? And and, and in those two questions, there's enough. Retelling it, obviously, we you do that. That's the first thing. You read it in a couple of different translations. You ask people to retell it in their own words, which, again, is going to be hard at first. That's the idea behind this. You're not going to be an expert at it from the very beginning. And we found that sometimes kids, people who've never done it before, or uh, you know, in the sense that they have no idea about how to approach scripture, and I found in the prisons, they're all really good at just sticking to yeah. what's going on there versus people who have grown up in a traditional church that's really hard for them. It's been mind-blowing for me to listen to even teenagers and elementary age kids retell scripture in their own words. It's like there's no hindrances. It's just 
They literally retell it in their own words, and it's very meaningful and very powerful. I've seen unbelievers who, who are discovering the Bible for the very first time. Listen to a passage of scripture twice in two different translations while they're reading it themselves. And then when they start retelling it, it's like so spot on simplistic and to the point. The contrast to that is, man, I've done this with believers who've been Christians most of their life, and they struggle to retell the scripture without cross-referencing another part of the Bible or getting into teaching it. Instead of retelling the scripture just as it is, just retell it as it is, we start teaching on it and saying, well, this is what we should do because of this passage of scripture. And it's like, sometimes you pause in love and you're like, oh, we're just, re- we're not doing that right now. We're just retelling it. There'll be a chance in a minute to tell what God's telling you to do. Um, but right now we're just simply retelling it. And I've just found it's very difficult for some Christians who've been in the church for a very long time to just retell scripture in their own words without adding something else to it. Yeah, I've had the same ex- exact experience. And there's times where with, like I said, with my kids and just immediate family that are easier and have gone so much smoother and more powerful with doing a discovery Bible study. And then the few that I've gotten to do in the prison that are the same way, whereas other times where I've been in a traditional group or what you might call a simple church where it's just seems like like you're pulling teeth or and I get into that mode and you just it's it's difficult but the I think the good thing about it too is you just keep doing it and mm. and when you get to those last couple of questions we've talked about the last ones are who you're going to share it with you know and I'm creating an I will statement I think the best things that I've heard and heard from all the different uh, disciple groups and on the journey is to help people understand, hey, just start. Can you start with a parent or your kids or someone in in sharing a verse and then work your way into thinking like, okay, now I'm going to go uh, out amongst the lost. I have this story. And it may not be that story. That's the other thing is sometimes as you do this more, you might draw on a story from a couple of weeks ago or having something in your sharing and you just that's that's where you begin until you're at the place where it's kind of like okay I'm I'm getting into a I'm getting into a groove with it but the first things you do are just work on sharing and and retelling it in that way so that you can become better at it and the more you're doing these things and the more you're out being obedient the more times you're going to find God being able to be able for you to share it and and come up with, and be in the right context to share that story it's so true. And I just want to mention real quick, you know, Joe, one of the things that lots of people have asked me since we've been on this journey is like, well, if unbelievers are discovering the word of God for themselves, how do you keep heresy from happening? And uh, that's an interesting question to me, a valid question that I think every Christ follower should ask about every way in which we learn the Bible, not just discovery Bible study. But I've done a little research on that, and what I've found is is that there are actually two studies, and I'm going to throw those in the show notes because we're not going to get into details at all. But two studies, one was done on the evangelical church in America where all the essentials of belief were in place, like, you know, salvation is through Jesus alone. And, you know, the basics are in place in this study. But there was 12 major doctrinal theological issues that come from us receiving our teaching from a primary theological teacher and not discovering it for ourselves. The flip side of that is they did a very similar study in disciple-making movements that are using Discovery Bible Study, just like we're talking about, 
in 12 different movements across the world where there were not mature believers even available to teach uh, the, the believers. So they were discovering it for themselves, doing exactly what we're talking about. And as they went through a very, very similar study, they found no doctrinal issues. And it's almost as if the word of God has the power to stand for itself that maybe it is sharper than a double-edged sword. And when the more that we spend time in it, discovering it, sharing it, and applying it in our life, that it works out all of the issues that might not get worked out if we aren't doing it and discovering it ourselves, if we aren't sharing it ourselves, if we aren't obeying it ourselves. So I found that really interesting. We'll put both of those links in the show notes. But I think that what that challenges me in is that in my individual time, am I doing this daily? In my discovery Bible study with the group that meets every week, is this something that we're taking seriously? Or do we look over the question, like, who did you share it with? Because we're uncomfortable with accountability. And I think we need to press into some of the deeper things and overcome awkward. Because if I had to pick one word through the beginning of this DBS journey, what was it like when you first started doing DBS with people? Well, if, if you had to say it was unbelievers, I would say it was amazing. If you did it with Christians, I'd say it was awkward. And not because of anything other than it was just unfamiliar to us. Yep. And I think being able to be in a group setting and be comfortable with admitting I didn't do this or this is awkward for me and being able to be authentic about that is so vital to everything in the journey. And like we said, we can get into more details of just different things, but I felt the same way as like when you can be honest or you can say, you know, it was this situation and it just didn't seem to fit or, you know, and, but I think God could have used it in this situation or whatever it is. Like when you're, the more you're honest, the more people encourage you, the more people give you ideas because they're the same way. Sometimes we get very put up the wall of like, well, if I didn't do it and all the other people did it, how bad am I going to, going to look instead of just being honest until if other people are doing it and I'm not, they're probably going to have ideas and ways of like, Hey, here's something maybe that you can do that, that I, that I did. Cause I was going through the same thing. I think there's a yeah. lot of similarities and journeys in that way. And like I said, the more people I've shared, the more people I've talked about this with the, the more I just get encouraged and the more times I find myself where I'm like, Hey, this story just fits. I'm not trying to actually, um, you know, squeeze it in, if you will. And I think I think that's that's one of the encouragements I have is it goes from from awkward only if you are authentic, you mm-hmm. can get to that place um, with people that uh, where you're where you're able to share. And I think the focus yeah. on obedience too is starting with that of like, okay, I'm going to put this into my life. Um, the I will. I may not have someone that I know of. Like you may get to the point where you're like, hey, this is the person, the Holy Spirit's giving you that right away. But if at the beginning you're just like, okay, Jesus said to love my neighbor um, in this passage of scripture. Um, and so I'm going to I'm gonna go do that. Then the more often you're doing that, again, you're going to find that like, oh, why did you come over today? Well, it's just, you know, I heard a story about blah, 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 blah. And I just put it into action. And it's like, boom, there, you've, you've been both obedient and you've had the opportunity to share and you just, just do that. Just start with that and go from there. And that's, 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 that's kind of one of the things I found. 
That's good. I, I think that this is me really getting vulnerable for those who are walking this journey with us. But we talked in the very beginning episode of the, how God peels an onion. You know, it's like one layer at a time. And he's peeling back all these things and ditching the you know pride in our life. I just realized that, man, so much of my faith and my walk with Jesus was knowledge-based. So I would get up and teach entire sermon series, but it was knowledge. Did I have my own personal stories to go with a lot of those scriptures? I did not. And now when I know I'm coming back with brothers and sisters who love me and they're going to ask me, did I do what I said I was going to do? And did I share it with somebody? There's like this healthy level of like an awareness that I didn't have before. I don't want to let too many weeks go by with me saying I never share it with anybody. And, um, and I think that that's a good thing because now when we come back, we hear stories nearly every week of somebody who had an opportunity to share it with somebody else. And God did something through that. Sometimes it was small, sometimes it was big. And I'm not sure that the journey I was on before had that dimension of something that Jesus cares deeply about that sharing dimension. And I don't know about you, Joe, but if somebody doesn't hold me accountable to some of these things, I don't think they'll ever do them. Yep. It's just as simple as that. (laughs) Because when you don't have that community that says, this is who we are, and we're, this is what we do, why aren't you doing it in a, in a loving way that that's, that's just the way God created us to be. Because it's like, oh, no, that is who I am. And no, this is what I should be doing and having someone be able to do that and be honest. Because I've said it several times of like, uh, I didn't do it. And here was an instance where I could have gone and done it and it was set up and I chickened out. So Mm -hmm. I'll just point blank. And I've had that several different times. And it doesn't matter where you're at on the journey. Sometimes it could be like, well, I was just in a rush and I was in a hurry and there was an opportunity and I didn't do it. And it's, it's, it's so powerful. We, we know scripture says that, you know, iron sharpens iron and we see these, all these things about, you know, admitting things to your brother. Um, but it, that's, it's the same way in, in our obedience to, to scripture in that it's, 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 that's so powerful in that and yeah. part of the journey. Well, and I think this would be, I know Joe, you've got a closing challenge for us, but this would be my kind of closing challenge when it comes to this topic. So how are you doing when it comes to focusing on God's word in breathing in and breathing out? So again, it's not just a pattern of reading and getting knowledge. There's also the exhale part, the obeying and the sharing the word of God. And is that an active part of your life? And maybe you need to just take some time to pause and say, hey, I'm not just going to keep consuming more. I'm going to figure out what my outlet is for obeying and for sharing and bring somebody else into that journey, which I think is going to tie into the challenge that you're going to give us, Joe. Um, What challenge would you give us? Like if you've never done Discovery Bible Study, you don't know anything about it, how do you get started? Well, we've made it really easy with the Sent to Share website. So all the materials are there. Print out, whether it's stories of hope that are on there, pick a scripture sequence, print it out and find someone to do it with. You have a family. If you have just your spouse or just your roommates, uh, try it out with them. If they're unbelievers, what an opportunity. Say, hey, you could preface it like this. I'm trying this new thing out, and it's even designed for people who've never discovered the Bible before. Would you be just be willing to do it with me? That might be a, a great opportunity. Or if you have family who are believers, be like, hey, I, I really want to try this out. And 
you can try it one on one, like I said, with a with a non believer. That's like kind of a that's the the gra- I want to say graduate level, but like that sometimes it's 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 easier. We're telling you, but um, you know, we're that place where you're going out amongst the lost and you're doing those sorts of things. But start by just going to Sent to Share or, or any site and print out the Discovery Bible Study questions, the scriptures, and just stick to the questions. Don't try mm. to do anything else. Just stick to the questions and give it a shot and be honest. If it's your spouse, it's a great opportunity to do something one-on-one with them. If it's your family with your kids, be creative with it. Like I said, we'd have them do Lego bills, and then that helps them to retell the story. If they're nervous about retelling the story, I have a son that's, you know, can get a little bit introverted when it comes to that, and sometimes just building it out helps them shine, and sometimes they're going to struggle with it. Of course, they're kids, right? But as you do that and you stick to the questions, you will find, I think, that you will come to love it. And I know so many people who maybe don't do, I want to close with this, D, true like discipleship making, maybe they're st- still in a traditional um, service or whatever it is, but do discovery Bible studies. I'm finding it more and more that people are coming to love this, especially with kids, because it, it helps answer some of those questions with sharing. So that's the challenge. Again, we have it all on our Sent to Share um, website, so you can check that out. And we'll continue to come back to this and, and help give you little ideas and things as we go along because we're going to have more stories. That's what we do yes. each week. Um, but it's it's easy, too, with Christmas. People come, right? Remember, they come on Christmas and Easter. So you could try one at a Christmas celebration coming up. I'm dating the podcast, yes. But the whatever's going on, when you have those opportunities, uh, just look for open doors that the Holy Spirit wants to do to try this out. Yeah. And when the floodwaters come... Let's make sure that our house is built on bedrock. That so obedience that part of it. Not on sand. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, uh, that is the sale of focusing on God's Word. As we said, we'll come back to these as time goes on. But we will move on in the coming weeks to... So that's we're on three sales of the seven, right? And so we have a few more. And I think maybe next week we could talk about it, Brent, coming up. We can talk about the ongoing coaching element because that might answer some people's questions of like, hey, what happens with with heresy? What we see in some of the things we do, we don't just say, hey, here you go. Here's God's word. That's the end of it. We have a sale that includes ongoing coaching that helps answer some of that. So we'll, we'll cover that at some point as well. Love it. Have an amazing, amazing week and focus on God's word. Bye reading, obeying, and sharing. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Sent to Share podcast. Our goal is to encourage you to live a Sent to Share life with an aim to make disciples who make disciples where simple churches emerge. If you have questions about what it means to be Sent to Share, making disciples who make disciples that lead to movement and the birth of a collective of simple churches in your city, we would love to connect with you. You can find out more at SentToShare.com.